0: With KSOM and KS95 News, I'm Tom Robinson. Good afternoon. There are two contested races for Atlantic City Council and five candidates running for three seats on the Atlantic School Board. You will hear from these candidates this evening starting at 6 p.m. on 95.7 FM or go to our video stream on westerniowatoday.com. The five candidates running for school board are incumbent Laura McLean and newcomers Jody Stillwater-Goodrich, Kristen Holliday, Jordan Daly, and Jenny Jordan. The city council candidates participating in the forum are Ward 3 candidates Mike McDermott, the challenger, and incumbent Pat McCurdy. In Ward 4, Sean Sarsfield is running against incumbent Linda J. Hartkopf. And Linda Hartkoff was unable to attend, but we will have her on at a later time. Voting is now open at the auditor's office for the November 7th election. Red Oak police arrested three juveniles in connection with a fight at the high school. Police officers were notified about a fight at the Red Oak High School when school was letting out for the day. Following a brief investigation, police arrested three female juveniles, a 15-year-old for simple assault and disorderly conduct, and a 15-year-old for disorderly conduct, and a 17-year-old female for disorderly conduct. Authorities cited the three girls in juvenile court and released them to their parents. The Montgomery County Sheriff's Office arrested 64-year-old David Carroll of Villisca on Tuesday following a traffic stop in the 2300 block of Highway 71. During the investigation, deputies found Carroll driving under the influence with a .147 blood alcohol content. Authorities transported David Carroll to the Montgomery County Jail and held him in a $1,000 cash bond. Atlantic Police released its latest arrest report today. On October 9th, police arrested 35-year-old April Medina of Atlantic on a Cass County warrant for child endangerment. She was taken into custody and transported to the Cass County Jail, where she was booked and held. On October 11th, police arrested 34-year-old Tyler Crowley of Atlantic for second-degree burglary and third-degree harassment. He was taken into custody and transported to the Cass County Jail, where he was booked and held. On October 11th, Atlantic police arrested 34-year-old Junior Michael of Atlantic, Michael was taken to the Cass County Jail on charge of disorderly conduct, public intoxication, and criminal mischief, fifth degree. And October 14th, police arrested 43-year-old Shayla Cabareo of Atlantic for operating while in, under the influence first his defense. She was taken into custody and transported to the Cass County Jail, where she was booked. On October 16th, police arrested 41-year-old Jennifer Clausen of Atlantic for driving while barred. She was taken into custody and transported to Cass County Jail, where she was booked and held. On October 17th, Atlantic police arrested 25-year-old Sanjay Paul of Atlantic for disorderly conduct. He was taken into custody and transported to Cass County Jail, where he was booked and held. On October 17th, Atlantic police arrested 28-year-old Terrify Amumu of Atlantic for Public Intoxication, he was taken into custody and transported to Cass County Jail where he was booked and held. Ottoman and Conservation Director Bruce Hegg's plan to remove the dead trees along the T-Bone bike trail it will save the county a lot of money. The Ottoman County Board of Supervisors has been working on a plan to eliminate dead ash trees along the T-Bone bike trail. Ottawa County Supervisor Chairman Doug Sorensen says the emerald ash borer has decimated 2,343 trees. Sorensen says Bruce Haig, appearing at Tuesday's meeting, shared a plan to ease the county's financial burden. We were talking about uh, putting this out for bids and contracting it out, but he,
1: him and his staff have decided that they think they can... Make this a lot cheaper by just simply going out there, spending some time this winter, and laying those
0: trees down. Sorenson says the trees will not be immediately removed from the site, but laid to the side. This will also allow residents to come in and cut the dead ash trees for firewood. We had
1: a lot of local inquiry about getting people getting getting firewood, and uh, you know, just just for home heating, and whatever. Um, so, you know, he, if we got them laying down and if they uh, these individuals wanted to um, get a permit from him and sign a waiver so there's no liability on the county, we could allow them to go in and remove wood uh, from the bike trail area.
0: Sorensen says this is what the Ottoman County Conservation Department prefers to do. Otherwise, the estimated removal cost would be a half million dollars. Haig thinks his staff can knock down half the dead trees this winter. Sorensen says the plan is to start knocking down trees in mid-December. Residents wanting to cut the trees for firewood must contact Bruce Hang the conservation director, to get a permit. The Adair County Board of Supervisors this morning approved a funding request for family crisis centers. Mandy Billings has a story.
2: Angela Morkey told the board that they focus on homicide and violent crimes and they provide services to the victims of the crimes whether that be, you know, kind of navigating the court system, attending court with them, kind of explaining the legalese stuff that goes along with it, because let's just be honest, the court system is very complicated, and it can be slow-moving, so kind of keeping them on track of that reassurance, like, nope, it's moving, don't worry about it, Um, you know, us keeping them informed of what's going on can be that liaison between law enforcement. And the county attorneys, in addition to the court stuff, we also provide, you know, the emotional support. We're available to them 24-7. Family Crisis Center also runs the call center hotline. Anybody can call throughout the state of Iowa. Morkey said the average cost of a call from the call center is $20.78. Last year, the services to Adair County were roughly $1,300. Therefore, the funding request from family crisis centers was for $250, 19% of what the services were last year. Morkey said the rest of the funding comes from grants and fundraisers. In other news, the supervisors approved the resignation of a part-time custodian. They received an update from Sheriff Jeff Vandywater regarding a vehicle trade-in, and the board received a report on maintenance and activities from engineer Nick Kaufman i Andy Bellings reporting.
0: And the Harlan City Council approved a marketing agreement to review the parking spot closing for Harvest Fest and passed a resolution for the City of Harlan's credit card policy. A few examples
1: in the past few years where we've had departments who've been at a training uh, between hotel and, and meals, of which that caps out um, again. Uh, and then also just with rising prices and inflation, looks a lot different than it did six years ago. There were a few departments that were less than four thousand. So that's what got updated. We included in the packet both the previous and the recommended, you know, bring a few of those departments up to the four thousand limit. And again these would be uh you know pre-approved, pre-budgeted items and then also in our policy just as it was before is any emergency items.
0: Island City Administrator Gene Gettys. The council also reviewed and approved a marketing agreement with Utility Service Partners, Private Label Incorporated, a service line warranties of America. Gettys explained this is a subsidiary of HomeServe USA Corporation. Getty says this program has been around for a long time. He says this is insurance coverage for the private ownership of the sewer line from the city to the private homeowner. Getty says there are approximately 120 communities that partner with this national nice company for its service.
1: The best example with this is a sewer line. The city ownership responsibility for the city infrastructure is the sewer main. Most of those being in the middle of the street or offset from the middle of the street, sometimes in an alley. But from that sewer main, the tap into that, which that begins the private line. So as we know, with especially aging infrastructure, so let's say a home of 25 years ago, more than likely, it has uh, an old clay tile, t- uh, clay tile pipe, uh, or some other type of uh, line versus uh, solid core PVC, which is a, a standard that's used today. So things such as roots, uh, just aging and uh, deterioration of that clay tile, and you know, so from the city main all the way up to the entering the home, that is a property possibility. And the national average with a sewer repair. Or is about 6300 or $6,400. Uh, and this provides, you know, per occurrence, of $85 per occurrence for either a water line or a sewer line. Again,
0: he's noted that HomeSir provided statistics that stated close to 80% of homeowners that were spoken to believe there should be more education about who owns what and ways to prevent repairs. Close to 60% of homeowners have had some emergency repair, whether it be sewer or water in the past year, and 40% of American homeowners couldn't withstand a surprise emergency bill of this type. The Harlan City Council approved a parking spot closing permit for the Harlan Downtown Square on October 7th from 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. on October the 28th in other business. Well, a groundbreaking ceremony was held Tuesday for a new facility centralizing public health services in Pottawatomie County. The public presentation at the intersection of 5th Avenue and Pearl Street in Council Bluffs marked the beginning of a construction for a new 15,000 868 square foot structure. The facility will be managed by Pottawatomie County Public Health and is meant to serve several programs and agencies throughout the region. Matt Wyant is a Pottawatomie County Planning and Development Director. Today
2: was the accumulation of about two years worth of planning for our new facility for the public health team. And we're going to actually be able to centralize some services where we bring in our public health services, animal control services, and our WIC services all into one location. Currently, we're all kind of operating out of rented space, kind of scattered throughout Council Bluffs, and people are having to make multiple stops to receive some of the services that we provide. So we're hoping to simplify that process, bring everybody together, and make it easier for the residents.
0: Construction of the facility is currently scheduled to be completed by December 2024. The total cost of the project is $6.1 million. Funding for the project includes $3 million from a courthouse campus renovation bond, $2.6 million from ARPA funds, and $299,000 from state funding and residual general funds. More news on the web at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Tom Robinson. Have a great afternoon.